0: fans that aren't thinking like that see that and say that's a great idea but y- you are not thinking about like how it affects the game and how it affects the yeah. signings and all of that so l- look i would i think it'd be entertaining but i don't think yeah. it would be what's best for everybody involved Five ball onto the track at the wall it's good! What is up, my friends? Welcome back to Flippin' Bats. We got a ton to talk about today. Spring training is officially here. There's been a lot, I feel like, this week. We got some new signings, a couple new signings. We got some commissioner news. Rob Manfred coming out making a pretty bold statement about his future. Some Orioles news about a a potential. a potential tough injury for them. We got Angels news, Anthony Rendon, Mike Trout. Name that swing that I hear I might not do well again this week, Alex. People but they've just, told you that every they, week. The doubters and keep doubting.
1: You've come out in the positive every single time. Thank so you. you know what you got to say?
0: Thank you. Love my, the
1: doubters. Love the doubters because uh, you keep doing better. My haters are my doubt. motivators. Yeah. You know, we got name that yes. swing, extra yes.
0: innings. We really do. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're back, spring training's here, baseball's happening, everyone reports by the end of this week, we're having games by the end of this week, so a lot happened in the baseball world. So much fun, and we had some
1: pretty fun weeks, because obviously we're only here once a week right now during the off-season. Yeah, what'd you do
0: this week? What, what happened this week?
1: Oh, I went to Mammoth. Okay. I, we, I took the dogs to the snow for the first time. How'd that go? Drove a, it was so much fun. I have a mini Golden and a mini Pitty, the mini Golden loved it. He was like a little bunny, like, <laughs> hopping through the snow, Penny, our little mini Pitty, Hated it. The moment we brought out her snow jacket, she would, like, hide and run. She did fine. Like, she did her best. But she's a runner, and there was deep snow, and so she kept eating it, like, pretty bad. I'll send you the slow-mo video. It's really hilarious. Okay. But it was fun. I mean, windy, like, 75-mile-per-hour winds up on the mountain at the top, so it was gnarly. But it was so much fun. It was great. And then you were at the Genesis.
0: I did. Went to Genesis Saturday. Um, My girlfriend and I and Thomas Mason and his girlfriend... Went there. Uh, we're there, kind of all day. That was a blast. Have you been out to that tournament?
1: So I, yeah, I, I covered it a couple years ago. I think BC before COVID, I covered it. BC, but you're um, obviously the Storm like a good golfer. BC stood
0: for something else, but, <laughs> well, but not <laughs> before anymore. Before COVID,
1: yeah, <laughs> now, now it's before COVID. Um, because obviously you're a big golfer. That's favorite activity post. Your playing career maybe you got really into it so are you really enjoying it while you're there watching it or are you like studying oh, the pros and you're like no. that's what i gotta do that's how i'm gonna no, get no i had what a lot doing? of alcohol oh good for so you so i okay.
0: really enjoyed my time i like it this new
1: i like this new ben i like this new going out having fun elizabeth you're doing a great job keep <laughs> it up he's drinking coffee he's letting his hair grow out minus today because he just got a haircut but free flow and ben is doing well
0: it was... He's, he's thriving. So there was, thriving. like, there, I would say there was, a, there was a good bit of golf to watch, but it okay. was more so just, like, walking around, hanging out, watching some golfers.
1: Have you been to Waste Management? Is it similar?
0: No, I don't think I want to go to Waste Management. It
1: was so wild. I went last year when the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, and then it was also Waste Management was also there. We had a suite at hole 16. Insanity. Yeah. Insanity. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a rager.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Wild. But let's get to some baseball. Soon. Because we are finally getting some games this week, you guys. The Dodgers and the Padres kick off their spring training this Thursday. And it just it just feels like it's all back.
0: Yeah, Officially. I told you. I'm probably gonna say baseball's back about 20 Do times before right the now. beginning of the season. Baseball's back. We're let's getting go. videos of pitchers on the mound. My favorite part, as I mentioned last week, is every year, multiple times a year in spring training, you hear so-and-so's in the best shape of his life. Great year Love coming. It. It's officially it. best shape of his life season, and I love it. We're seeing tons of players show up. They're in great shape. Uh-huh. Things look good. We got pitchers on the mound. Things are happening. It's really good. So, again, everybody will have reported by this Thursday. Yeah. Everybody. Pitchers and catchers are all reported. All players report by Thursday. First game is Thursday. Dodgers, Padres, first spring training game is Thursday. Because and they then, leave
1: a week earlier because yeah. they're going to play in Seoul and Korea. Yeah. So, it's like their, their whole schedule. It's so funny. So, I have... All my friends were planning a trip out to spring training towards the end. And we were out this weekend on, on Saturday. And I was like, aren't you guys all Dodgers fans? Like, yeah. I was like, they're not going to be there when you guys are all going out. Like, they're all, Dodgers are only there for three weekends. Yeah. Normally, it's a lot longer. But it's, yeah, I don't think people realize. It's like, no, no. they start now. And then they're not going to be there towards the end of spring training. Yeah, so
0: today is, it's Tuesday the 20th. So officially one month. Yeah. March 20th is the first game of the season when the when the dodgers and padres play over there so uh, yeah, things are things are close.
1: So another thing that we saw this weekend was we finally got to see Yamamoto's live batting practice. And it was absolutely incredible. You have to remember, this guy is a three-time MVP in Japan's version of a three-time Cy Young winner. And just seeing how he paints the corners, the command he has of his pitches is just absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, it's really cool watching him pitch. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of baseball. Yeah. I've- faced a lot of pitchers. I've never seen anything like him. His wind-up, the leg kick, it's all, like, wild and extremely unique. And I think I said it last week, I hope he throws the second game of the season so I can watch him in person do what he does. But for the first time, and you can see the video if you're watching and not just listening, you can see players on the Dodgers have gotten to face him and stand in the box against him for the first time. And Freddie Freeman actually went up to Yamamoto's translator ipe after and said please tell him in japanese that he's incredible Mm -hmm. he said it was just very impressive the whole package the calmness to be able to execute when everyone's watching you it's very very impressive so i'm excited to i'm excited to watch him uh this is after uh, after he completed his first live bp this was freddie talking about him who was one of the batters that he faced walked off saying that's some crazy stuff I'm glad he's on our team. Right? So, cool.
1: I know. It's it's like you have to remember, it's like he he is one of the greatest from Japan, and obviously we've seen that translate with Shohei Otani here, but I have a feeling it's going to be a very easy transition as well for Yamamoto. But we also got some history this week, Ben. We have the Oakland A's hiring Jenny Kavnar, the first full-time female play-by-play broadcaster, and it's just I have to stress how important this is, not only for women, but for young fans to see a woman in the booth. So it becomes more of a norm and not just the only one or the first one. And she is one of the greatest to do it. She has done everything there is to do in baseball. She is a great journalist, a great broadcaster, a great mom, and I am just so happy for Jenny. Congratulations.
0: That's awesome. That's so great. I've I've listened to her a few times with the Rockies, and then I had never... I had never known her, or met her until um, a couple of years ago, and then at all these events, you like see each other at the, mm-hmm. you know, World Series All Star Game. She's always around, and, and she's always just super nice. And always. so to to hear her do her job, and then to just see like how. Um, Kind she is. I'm I'm extremely excited for her to have the full time job now. is is awesome and sounds like you've known her. um, I've known her for decades.
1: Yeah, when I started with the Angels, uh, her and Alana were like two of the, I guess just like a couple years ahead of me, women who were just so kind, just everything, just. You can tell people who want other people to succeed, and she's one of those people. Good for the A's. It's awesome. They haven't
0: done a lot right, but they did this right. right? Thank God. The A's
1: needed a win, and like, what a win. This is a a huge win. Yep. We also got some more signings this week, so let's get to that. Starting with Whit Merrifield, one year, $8 million with the Phillies. I
0: like it. I don't love it. It's fine. It's a good... It's a good utility bat. He can come off the bench. He can play infield. He can play outfield. He can steal some bases for you. Um, So if you really dive into, like, the advanced analytics of late, it's not the sexiest signing in the world, but I do...
1: (laughs) I just... You call him sexy. Not him. The signing. (laughs) Sure, sure. Go. Keep going. You have the
0: mind... (laughs) I could say anything, and Alex just I loses it.
1: I, it's fine. Keep going. Just ignore me. Just keep going.
0: I will. I'm just. I will. It's a fine signing. Yeah. Um, I, I like it. I do think it adds depth to the team. I think it's good for them. Uh, I do like it for base running, defense purposes. So, yeah, he's not going to be an everyday starter for the Phillies, but yeah. uh, I like it.
1: Okay. Red Sox also making some moves. Uh, Liam Hendricks, two-year, ten million dollar deal. Which they need to do something now that they're having this documentary happening, the hard knocks baseball version. I, it's yeah, okay, go thoughts. Uh,
0: one, the Liam Hendricks story is is just wild, so yeah. I'm excited for him to to have a job. He's going to be out until about the middle of the year. Yeah, um, but just last year to come back from his battle with with cancer mm-hmm. to to beat that, yes, uh, to go into remission, come out of it, and come back and pitch, and then like within the first couple of outings of him pitching, he gets hurt and yeah. is now out for a year. It's, like, just a, just a shitty, like, two, couple of years mm-hmm. for him. Um, so I'm happy he's signed. I'm excited to see yeah. him back on the mound and pitching. And I'm happy the Red Sox did something. something.
1: Anything. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Red Sox, you might be like, why is it speaking of Red Sox? You just had Teoscar Hernandez on the show yeah. last week. We have great interviews every week, so make sure you guys are checking those out. But he was talking about how he wanted to sign with the Red Sox.
0: It was pretty, it was pretty eye-opening. I mean, he ended up signing with the Dodgers. Yeah. And I asked him, like, hey, when? at what point did you know it was going to be the Dodgers? Was it pretty early on in the process? Were there other teams involved? And he said, yeah, the, the Red Sox were involved. And he basically was like, I, I wanted to go to the Red Sox. Yeah. They just, like, couldn't come around on, on one extra year. Uh, and they weren't able to come around. And then I later asked him, in the same conversation, said what's your favorite baseball stadium to play in? And he said, Fenway, I love Boston. Mm. I love the fans. Mm. I want to play there. I yeah. hit well there. I wish I was there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, this is pretty eye-opening. And <laughs> seems like a pretty big... He was making big... his
1: pitch, like, post not it working out. Yeah,
0: and it seemed like a, just a pretty big whiff on part of the Red Sox, who desperately need a, brand. A, a, a right-handed bat in their lineup. Yeah. I just, I don't know. They haven't done a lot right lately. And as you mentioned, they have this new massive Netflix documentary coming yeah. out that they're going to be followed all year long and then to not do anything over the course of the offseason is just, it's honestly frustrating because it's yeah. going to be great for the game. Uh, it's going to be great for fans to see what goes on over the course of 162 games in a regular season. And I think it's going to blow people's minds, to be honest, like what goes on behind the scenes yeah. when you have all these games and all this travel and, you know, there's no sport in the world where you're playing yeah. 162 games in like 180 days. So it's just, it's wild. And I'm really excited for the documentary and for the Red Sox to start the off season by saying, we are going to make quite the splash and then not <laughs> and do nothing. anything. Nothing. I just don't get, it. I don't get uh, it.
1: But now it makes sense because Liam Hendricks will be a fun kind of like bounce back story. He's going to be the sh- like pulling at your heartstrings throughout whatever this documentary is going to look like of him making his comeback again from the injury and everything he's been through over the last couple of years. So it's, I see it. I, I see kind of what they're trying to do but they Glad you do They just didn't make a big splash They needed to make a big splash Correct And they didn't Alright, well we also heard from the MLB commissioner Rob Manfred Who announced he will be retiring After his contract ends in January of 2029 Now he's 65 So this will take him into his 70s Too early to ask who you think the next commissioner is going to be? Absolutely not Okay, let's go
0: I think the next commissioner is going to be Theo Epstein Oh, I just think it makes. Okay. I think it makes too much sense. It always has kind of felt to me like he's the commissioner in waiting for whenever Rob Manfred does decide to to retire. Such and a long did. waiting. It also it's is such like
1: such a long waiting. It's it's a, it's
0: just a funny thing in nature for a commissioner to yeah. come out, stand at a podium, and say, "I'm retiring
1: in five years." In five years.
0: years. It's like what? What? What are? Why? The, okay. Now are you making an
1: excuse for, like, maybe bad decisions to make? Well, I won't have to worry about that in five years. Interesting like...
0: timing there. But I, I think yeah. Theo Epstein would be, I think people, he's already been asked about it. And he said he would listen if approached to become the commissioner, but likely wouldn't sign up unless he had a sense he could actually affect positive change into the game. Yeah. Which is just an interesting, like, the, you know, it's just an interesting dynamic for commissioners of a league and how much they're able to do and all of that. But I, do th- I think Theo Epstein could be the commissioner-in-waiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see.
1: We did hear Manfred talk about a couple things as well, um, that he wants to add a free agency deadline. Do you think this is a good idea for baseball?
0: Uh, I would look at it with a, from a couple different lenses. Okay. I think from an entertainment standpoint for the fans... Sure. It makes sense, right? Yeah. And what he specifically said is he wants a free agent signing period, ideally in December with a deadline that would drive people to make deals. So for an entertainment standpoint, yeah. right? Like some of the biggest free agents are still out there right now. Yeah. Spring training has started, which and is some crazy. of the biggest, the Cy Young winner from last year in the National crazy. League hasn't signed anywhere. So you have these big players that still haven't signed. But where I, where I would become frustrated with that is, let's say you have a, a deadline, right? Yeah. Sure, it's great for entertainment purposes. You get signed, you get signed, and all the fans can do this and buy jerseys and get all excited about their team this year. But what it does is even more so put players in a in a bind and box them into a corner where they can't sign the deals that they want. So what do I mean by that? Well, we're already seeing a little bit. That's what That's why Blake Snell hasn't signed. There's no... Offer that's available to him right now that allows him to sign an acceptable amount of uh, an acceptable deal for winning the Cy Young Award last year Yeah And he's not a player that's able to set his own market really there's four or five of them yeah. that are able to be like I'm, I'm gonna set my own market Shohei, Aaron Judge, yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr Probably like Mookie's in that conversation mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of guys like that so what happens is People start using teams start using the media to put words out there, right? Well, yep. okay, Blake Snell wants $300 million. He's only got one offer out there for $180 million. Well, what team is then going to come along and be like, well, I'll give him $300. No, what's out there publicly is $180. So then if you if you put a deadline, you're just forcing players to sign a deal in which, to be honest with you, they're they're worth far more and they're just getting screwed over by, like, I don't know. Greedy, greedy ownership that doesn't want to pay more for players. So, I don't know. I, I see it from an entertainment uh, perspective. I would get it. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's the right thing to do. I think it just, I think it takes all of the leverage away from the player, which is, which is the goal, right? Yeah. I'm not saying, like, the player should have all of the leverage. I'm saying it should, should be, be evil. even. And if you give them a deadline and say you have to sign by this point or else, well, yeah. they, they, they lose all of that leverage. And then it's like, well, what's, what's the point?
1: See, this is, this is Rob being like, well, I'm going to be gone in five years, so I want to put this in, so I'm just going to do it, and you'll figure it out later.
0: It's also him looking good publicly, right? Yes. Like, fans that aren't thinking like that see that and say, that's a great idea, but you're not thinking about, like, how it affects the game and how it affects the yeah. signings and all of that. So, look, I, would, I think it'd be entertaining, but I don't think yeah. it would be what's best for everybody involved. Okay. I don't.
1: Yeah, that's fair. It's also crazy to think we still have a Cy Young winner and a uh, World Series champion that are still on the market in Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. Like yeah. you, And pitching is the biggest thing that teams needed. It's what we saw the biggest downfall for a lot of these great teams once you got to the postseason. And these are two of the best in the game right now that don't have a home.
0: Which, exactly. We'll, and, we're
1: going to get to that in a second. So yeah. let's move on uh, to the Orioles because they got some bad news about their ace uh Kyle Bradish has a sprained UCL now how bad explain to us is a sprained UCL compared to a torn UCL where you're definitely getting Tommy John is sprained just kind of the beginning before he's eventually going to need Tommy John surgery
0: whenever you hear anything with the UCL it's not good it's a sprain it's not a strain it's not a tear so that is good news but it 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 feels like 90% of the time when you start talking about a pitcher's UCL Mm -hmm. and how, okay, it's not into the world, he's going to go on the IL, but Ah. it's just a sprain, it always... Unfortunately, and I hope this isn't the case. Yeah. But it it typically leads to Tommy John surgery and having having to repair that. Yeah. So he did get a platelet-rich plasma injection in his elbow. Isn't
1: that what, like, Otani was getting for a while, too?
0: And what did Otani just get? And
1: end up getting Tommy John surgery. Now well, they're not, not calling
0: it that, but we did, he got <laughs> he a surgery the on The non-Tommy his John, Tommy John surgery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't is. know. It just, it sucks. Especially, he had such a good year last year to go out and get Corbin Burns this year to have yeah. a great one-two punch in the rotation, and then to have this. Um, it just sucks. So, he's starting the season on the IL. Yep. There, hopefully, he's not going to have to have surgery. Um, all the quotes and everything uh. I've heard make it seem promising i just personally i i, I personally it's worry scary. the second you hear anything about a ucl it almost just feels like a ticking time bomb yeah how long are could you he, waiting could he pitch this year it? sure
1: but then are you gonna but then to like it, it just year? feels
0: like something's it just yeah. feel, it's the most it's so it's such a like temperamental area and the second something feels off it just i don't know it just feels like i said a ticking time bomb waiting to happen i hope i'm wrong yeah. i hope he pitches this year i hope he's great um but We'll see what happens.
1: I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but you went on a, a rant claiming that the O's had one of the top rotations in all of baseball. So now if Bradish is out, how much does that affect them?
0: And Means, by the way. He's yeah. a month late, apparently, because of an elbow flare-up. Again, elbow, elbow. flare-up. Not what That's, you want to hear. No. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was last week. I said top five rotation in baseball, and now two of the five guys are not starting the season. So, uh To me, it feels obvious what needs to be done, right? We can sit here and talk about Snell and Montgomery are still out there. Do they need Blake Snell or should they get him? I'm not saying that. To me, it feels like a perfect fit for a Jordan Montgomery. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for the first time, it feels like the the Baltimore Orioles have their foot fully on the gas. I've been begging for them for a long time to go sign a pitcher. They finally do it. They get Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in baseball. They pair him in a rotation with Kyle Bradish and with Grayson Rodriguez and it's great. So, what you can't do is let this Bradish injury derail your season. No. You can't. There's a guy out there that's a perfect fit in my opinion, in Jordan Montgomery who just pitched for the Rangers in the World Series. He was great. He was fantastic. You know he pitches well in big yeah. games. It feels like a really good fit for me, and I would love to see them go get him. Because then what happened? Because you can say all you want, well, Kyle Bradish, like, we're expecting him back. We don't think he's going to miss the whole year. Well, then, then if you go get a guy like Montgomery, then you have a perfect rotation fine. when everybody's back and all together. Then you have a top three rotation yeah, in the game do. of baseball. So I think they need to go get somebody. Not necessarily, like, I I do think they're fine with a rotation of Corbin Burns, Grayson Rodriguez, and then you still have Dean Kramer there, and then they can mix and match. But that's a really good top two for sure. But I would just love to see them go do something else so then when everybody is back and healthy, they can be very elite. But as of right now, their number two guy and their number four guy in the rotation are going to start the year on the I.L.
1: Yeah, I mean... You have to do something, especially finally making such a big splash last season, winning the AL East, like just blowing Yankees, Boston, Tampa, Toronto out of the water. I don't, I, no one saw that coming. They, they knew they were going to be good, but they were great, except for pitching once they got to the postseason. And now you're already in spring training dealing with pitching issues. It's a no-brainer. You got to go out and you got to figure... You got to pick up somebody. Montgomery, he's a perfect fit. He is a perfect he's fit. He's a perfect fit. And yes. there
0: was trade talks. I think they checked in on Dylan Cease, who, by the way, coming on the show this week. Hey, Dylan Cease will be that's on. That's a great one. Um, so, yeah, I just think do something. Your yeah. foot's finally on the gas. You, it just feels like the right time. You're going to have a great year. You know yeah. you're going to have don't a great year. Don't lose momentum. Set your, don't set your team up to to win games in, in June or July. Set your team up to win games in October. We see what
1: happens. And you can do that like, with a, yeah.
0: with this signing. That'd so. be huge. We'll see.
1: All right. So now that most players are out at spring training, we're hearing from some of the big names. And we heard from Angels MVP Mike Trout finally speaking about the trade Speculation. And I'm going to read you his quote uh, because he said, Asking for a trade would be the easy way out. There might be a time, maybe, I really haven't thought about this, but when I sign the contract, I'm loyal. I want to win the championship here. The overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoff here is a bigger satisfaction than bailing out and just taking the easy way out. So I think that's my mindset. Maybe down the road, if something changes, but that's been my mindset ever since the trade speculation came up. He also said he's been pushing owner Artie Moreno and their GM to sign one of the big remaining free agents. My question, though, is just at what point do you you realize that it just hasn't worked? Trout has been there for over a decade with two of the best players that we had in the game during that time with him and Shohei Otani. They've only been to one postseason. He hasn't even won a playoff game. And they haven't had the best luck with big free agents over the years. I just, this is loyalty that I think is going to hurt his career if he ever wants to win a playoff game.
0: Yeah, I think the, the loyalty is something that everybody should be able to, like, appreciate. Like, man, that guy is loyal. Loyal to the bone. But it is, like, you're going to look back on his career and think, well, that, as of right now, the guy never won a playoff game. Never the guy won played game. in three playoff games. Got swept. And, and over a decade. And, and, but he stayed loyal to his team. And I, I say this every time. Yeah. It's so easy for fans, and, and I, I get it but it is so easy for fans to sit on the outside and say, man, he should request a trade. What what is he doing? Why doesn't he just leave? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, one, he's loyal to the team that signed him. Two, what people don't think about is the guy has a family. Yeah. The guy loves where he is. The guy has a child. He's going go to go to school in an area that he's comfortable with. He has a home. He has a wife. He, again, has a family that is comfortable where they are. What?
1: I, <laughs> when you're as big of a star like Mike Trout, I think there's a few players that, like, you're going to be fine and you're going to figure it out if you end up at a great place. If you
0: want to go to the If you want place. to go.
1: But his thing is he as you heard in the quote, he wants the challenge. It won't be as satisfying for him to just go off and join a super team and win somewhere else. He wa- His like goal is to try to bring that to Anaheim, which it's always been. It's just, it, you had Shohei Otani, you've had Albert Pujols, you've had some of the greats in the game, and you've only been to the postseason once and haven't even won a a playoff game, couldn't get it done then. When is enough enough? What's it gonna take? At what point in his career is he gonna decide, okay, I'd like to see what the postseason's all about.
0: But clearly like clearly he's valuing his stability and his comfortability. Like the guy could have gone anywhere already. And he's actually losing seasons. So what are you How saying frustrating you should frustrating? What is are you that? saying to who? Frustrating to, clearly he's fine where he is and happy. I mean, I'm I just I, think he, he wants to
1: keep his word. I think he wants to keep his word of saying, I'm signing here because I want to bring a championship back to Anaheim. And, I, and that's and, and yeah. that's what he's doing. But there's no way. He's a winner. Like, that's all he's ever wanted to do is win. That's, like, his number one goal. And it's not happening. That's got to be so frustrating.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I'm sure there is a part of him that says, I want to bring the championship here to the place that signed me. Yeah, But I... I again, feel like the point that everyone misses when they say Mike Trout is one of the greatest of all time, why doesn't he just leave? Well, it's, again, not that easy. And, it sure, what you said is true. Would he be fine if he just uprooted his family and moved somewhere else? Of course he would be. Yeah. But that is a lot to do when you have a family and you've been somewhere for over a decade it's i'm I'm, my whole point is it's not as easy as just saying like the guy should request a trade and get out where do you want him to go back to where he's from philly or new york you want to so then you're moving across the entire country
1: well then you'd be playing with judge or bryce harper so then you're literally joining a super team yes yeah which is what he's saying that's the easy way out
0: yes and we're only that's only talking about the baseball aspect. Yeah. The only point I want to make is there is a lot more outside of it than just the baseball aspect and just the financial aspect of would he be fine if he moved somewhere else? There's there's a lot that does go into it in my opinion yeah. that people just when they say Mike Trout should request a trade. Well, yeah, I would like to see Mike Trout on a winning team. I would like to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, but if Mike Trout wants to stay with the Angels and and win there, then yeah who the hell are we, to be like, he should get out and go somewhere else? Because we've been... How long have we been saying that? Five years?
1: But this is the first time... There was kind of that conversation of like, well, if he requested a trade, maybe it might happen. No, it's not. And Otani was out. That's that's what the media rumors were. And this was him addressing it for the first time. That's why it was a conversation, I think, in such a big conversation. Because Otani finally said, I wanna win, I need out. That was his biggest thing at his Dodgers press conference, is I came here to win. Yeah. It's not gonna happen with the Angels. I believe it can happen with the Dodgers. And then everyone looks at Mike Trout, it's like, Well, do you wanna win too? He's like, I'm loyal. He's choosing loyalty. overwinning. So that's that's his choice.
0: It is his choice.
1: But as I mentioned, the Angels haven't had the best track record no, they with haven't. big free agents, one of those being <laughs> Anthony Rendon, who I think has been injured more than he's played since signing with the Angels, but he's also oh, had yeah. some pretty interesting comments recently.
0: Well, Anthony Rendon over the last few when he signed his contract with the Angels was a top third baseman in the game of baseball. He just won the World Coming Series, off the World Series yeah. with the Nationals. Um, and then goes to the Angels and gets paid his big contract to uh-huh. go there and play and doesn't play. Oh, and it it's just been, I, I, it's been an interesting situation for the fan base and for fans of baseball and even teammates of his. The media? Um, the media. He was one
1: of the hardest people to work with trying to get an interview with him. Yeah, you worked on it team. I then, just would walk, you walk right up to him and be like, nope. Turn around, and walk the other way. Last like, year, he just—he
0: was not. What he wasn't playing. It's a
1: part of the job. It's a part. This is what you're supposed to do. Like media comes in and you talk to the media. like yeah. Just especially if you're a big time, high paid player, it just comes with the territory. And it's just—it's rude. It's disrespectful. It's not understanding the. It's—it's it's all together. Like the broadcast helps show the games that brings the fans in that get to know you. It's like if you play the game and you understand and you go along with what you're supposed to do, it's going to be better for you in the long run.
0: Yeah. So there's just been this attitude that he doesn't care, which is tough when you're not playing and saying you're injured. And then it's coming out that the, even the like the athletic department or the, the trainers are like, we're not, you know, there's just these weird comments being made. And then last year, even more so along your point, he's asked about the injury and what is going on. And his comment was, no habla inglés, yeah. is what he said to the reporters. Yeah. And that just makes things even worse. And That's then, just rude. over the weekend and, and Monday, I need, to, I need to read these comments. Because okay. it is, this question and answer is pretty very, wild. Very, when, on very on brand. Especially, well, I'll, I'll give my thoughts afterwards. But let's okay. go through this. The question was asked, last year you said you'd consider retiring. What's your mindset now? He said my enthusiasm has been the same since I got drafted to be honest with you. Oh. I was actually deleting old emails because my storage to my maximum in my email. So I'm going back and deleting old emails. I emailed myself a pros and cons of why I wanted to stay in the game. This was in 2014. My thought process of the game has not changed since then. I keep making it this long. Question How does your pro and con list compare to 10 years ago? His answer, it's a lot different. I'm married. I have four kids. My priorities have changed since I was in my early 20s. So definitely my perspective on baseball has been more skewed. Question, is it still a top priority to you? Answer, it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Question, is it a priority? His answer, oh, it's a priority for sure, because it's my job. I'm here, aren't I? Next question, do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at 7 in the morning or whatever time it is right now. And question, do you want to be here playing baseball for the Angels? His answer, I have answered your question, so why do you keep picking at it? Uh Uh-huh. So there's a couple things that going nice, on here. That was
1: nice, by the way. That was a very nice Anthony Rendon. That's, the, most you've got. that's Look, the nicest I've ever heard. There's of. a couple
0: parts to this, right? Like it's totally yeah. okay to say your priorities over baseball are your family and your kids and your faith. Like I think
1: anybody who is married or has kids would say that. Right. Family comes first. So always.
0: to to know the narrative that's come out about you over the last year, and then you finally have to sit down and answer some questions and and answer it like. I, I don't know what he was thinking or doing. All I know, if it was he doesn't me, care. He if it doesn't were care. me, I would have said, I feel like I have an obligation to the fans and the organization to play baseball, and I want to do better at that. I want to do better at my job. I want to be there doing, I want to be out there with my teammates doing what I'm yeah. supposed to do. And I'm sorry if I've let anybody down over the last couple of years. I'm excited for this season. This is going to be great. Go team. Woohoo! But he, that, he's not doing that's that. That's a he's...
1: great PR response. You should probably just, like, type that up. Send it over to him. Maybe DM him. Slide into his DMs. He be like, never hey, say I'm just helping you out here, Rendon. You know, maybe maybe take, like, a sentence or two out of this. No, he just, like, that was very, a very on-brand, but probably the most positive response <laughs> that I've ever heard from Rendon.
0: It's so honest. Yeah. And it's There's like, no filter. I, I Zero honestly... Filter. I respect it. The fact that yeah. he's finally coming out and being like, it's never been a top priority. Again, that's fine. It's just a but job. W- when you've played a handful of games over the course of your contract, you yeah. at least <laughs> let fans know that it is a priority or you're to trying. you.
1: I'm trying to get back out on the field. Right. I want to be on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we saw him get in an altercation with a fan last year. Like, and then, like, all the injuries... What happened? He was, like, walking. I think it... Maybe it was in Oakland, like, walking from... Yeah. It, was, it was between yeah. the screen. I but there was something, remember. and it went viral. It was, again, very on brand for Anthony Rendon, yeah. who was a big free agency signing for the Angels. So, yeah, I hope they can do something. I hope they make a splash. I hope Anthony Rendon's out there playing for Mike Trout's sake, you know?
0: Oh, this, this yeah. is it. A... Yeah.
1: Yeah, he pulled a fan down. He's holding the Yes, I told him. Full altercation. Like, he's...
0: Oh! Yes! I forgot. Yes. It. He, I forgot he took a swing at the guy. Yes. That is bad.
1: Like, he is not doing any favors for himself in the last year. Yeah. He took a swipe, a cat swipe. Tough. I just, uh uh-uh. uh. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, he's got some rebranding to do. Gonna
0: be an interesting year for the Angels. Right? To say the least.
1: Yes, it is. Well, let's have some fun and end the show uh, with our favorite game. Name that swing, you guys. Ben's actually been pretty great at this. Thank you. He's been in the positive every week. If you're new to this game, Ben will have 30 seconds to watch three different silhouettes. Each silhouette will have 30 seconds. And he's going to have to guess the player just by watching the silhouette of the swing.
0: Yes. Correct. I think we're
1: going tighter now because you could tell by, like, fans in the background, dugouts we by the team. We took away some of my clues? We, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, oh, my I, God. Maybe not. Yeah, that was what they were talking about next uh, uh, last week. I haven't seen it yet.
0: Um, but just to explain, again, exactly what Alex said. But if you're just listening, uh, if you want to watch and see, uh, you can watch on YouTube. You can watch on Spotify. But if you're just listening, well, I'll try my best to explain to explain what I'm saying. Good seeing, luck. Just
1: watch it. Okay. All right. Ready? Let's put 30 seconds on the clock, and first batter up. Oh, you uh, can
0: see. Okay. Oh. Wait. Okay. Cubs. Uh, I think it's a Cardinals player. Oh, this is tough. Who is this? How much time do I have? Uh,
1: you have 10 seconds.
0: What does that stand? Look at the
1: toe, the front toe. Ready? I'm going to go Five. Uh, three.
0: Tyler O'Neal. Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this hear, is ridiculous. I can hear
1: the control room cheering back there. <laughs> 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 it's okay. It's okay.
0: Why you do people root for my failure? That was a tough one.
1: Yeah. All right, that's, all right, look over look one. at that.
0: Two more. Ooh, I got to get two in a row. Okay. That's a tough one. That
1: was. But look at the little toe. Now you're never going to forget it. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock. Let's get batter number two up on the screen. What is this? Here you go. You're fine. Just breathe.
0: Um, I know this swing. Okay.
1: Is
0: this the... Uh... Oh, no. It's a road player. Who is this? Hands up here.
1: Ten seconds.
0: Ah! I'm not going to know it. I don't know
1: it. What? Riley Green.
0: Dang it. These are hard.
1: It's your team too.
0: Yeah, I love Riley Green.
1: Well, hopefully you get one.
0: Man. Because you have an
1: audience today and you're not performing well.
0: It's okay. All right. It's okay. These are tough.
1: Ready? Last one. Go for two. (laughs) 30 seconds on the clock. Let's get the last batter up.
0: They blurred this one? I'm gonna have a bone to pick with Taylor.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I thought they were gonna do.
0: This is so hard. <laughs> but you
1: can see. See what? You can see who the visiting team is. I can tell. Like, you can tell who that is in the dugout. No?
0: Um, okay, it's like 10 it's seconds. Jared Kelnick. Um, go with your gut. Um, Four. Three. I'll go Jared Kelnick.
1: Come on! Good job. I'm like, you can see Julio my standing right God. there. So even blurred out, it was so obvious. I feel
0: like I just ran a marathon. You did great. Uh, my heart is pounding. I feel like I just good. worked out, for real. Congrats. That was ridiculously Well, difficult.
1: at least you didn't go for 3.
0: Positives. Yeah,
1: it's positives. Thank you. No,
0: I feel good. Glass half full. I feel full. good about getting
1: there. We're a glass half full kind of show. Wow. We,
0: we went Jordan Walker, Riley Green, Jared Kelnick. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is quite the... Uh, the three i'll have to talk to taylor that was good it was good all right
1: we got an extra innings
0: okay before we're closing the show yep
1: uh sack state's opening day one of their players got hit by a pitch seven times in the game thoughts on that's this?
0: that's just that's a remarkable right? that's no maybe at the end maybe at the end the other team's like okay he's gotten hit six times like we might make the news. If we hit him seven times, this dude got hit seven That's times crazy. in a single That's day crazy. on opening day of the season. That is,
1: uh huh. That feels intentional. That
0: is, that is a tough
1: or sloppy pitching opening so day.
0: The the one thing is, is you're in so much like by the end of it. I saw the the second hit by pitch. I think the guy got hit in the shin, and he hey. just leans over and he's in so much pain. Oh. And then he just gets hit five more times from there. It honestly. I'm surprised more stuff didn't... St- like, once you get hit, there's a, there's a photo, um, Alex, I'll never forget. This is the craziest hit by pitch that ever happened to me. Okay. I had already been hit earlier in the day. So I got hit two times in a game, not seven. But I got hit for the second time. And I don't know if you know this, but my left labrum is torn. No. So I have a torn left labrum. Okay. So I get hit. Guy comes in just to face me. It was a new pitcher. I remember him like he was yesterday. His last name is Acevedo. He's throwing 101 miles an hour. Ooh. So, Heat. first pitch the guy throws yeah. was 101 miles an hour. Drills me in the ribs. So, I got hit Bruce? at 101 in the ribs. So, to get out of the way, I threw my arms up and like went oh. to like back away from it. Yeah. And when that happened, I threw my arm up and my shoulder popped out of place. <laughs> so, I got hit in the ribs with 101. Oh, my, my shoulder popped out of place. Feet and I, up. I went down to first base. <laughs> I think here's this is oh. the literal moment it happened. Yeah. So, I got hit. You can see the ball. Yeah. Just, it had just hit me right in the ribs. Yep. And literally at this moment, is I'm not grimacing because I got hit in the ribs. I'm grimacing because my popped shoulder out. popped out. Whoa. So I go down to first base, literally yeah. like holding my ribs and, and like my heart. shoulder. And people are like, what's wrong with Ben? Like, why did is he you all, get taken out of the game? Or they just
1: pop it back in?
0: No, I I pop it back in. Every, I got down to first base, and oh. popped it back in.
1: And <laughs> oh no, thank are off you. and running. So
0: I feel for this Sacramento State oh, guy. They got hit seven, seven times, times. Uh, in, no. in one game on opening That's day. That's just not That's fair. Tough. That's tough. and it That's was a doubleheader, right. two games, yeah. hit by pitch seven times. Ooh. Tough, tough.
1: Ugh. That's it.
0: That's it. That does That's it. it. Fun show. Good show. Uh, we will be back later this week. Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox, still the White Sox. A lot of speculation. Yeah. But still the White Sox joins me this week. So make sure you check out that episode as well. This one has been a lot of fun. A lot of stuff going on in the game of baseball. It's back. There's things happening. Baseball is close. By the time we talk to you next week, uh, there will be games that have been played. So a fun time in the game of baseball for sure. But thank you all for listening to this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify. You can watch wherever you want to watch, YouTube, Spotify. We're also on all social media, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But that does it for this week. Until later this week when Dylan Cease joins the show, that does it, my friends.